So thank you for coming along to this webinar. This is the role of the marketing manager uh, in 2020. Um, as we do with um, these webinars, whether you're watching on Catch Up or you're watching this live uh, right here, right now, um, there is an opportunity to obviously ask any questions uh, at the end of the session and we'll do a Q&A as we always do. So if you're watching live, uh, you'll be able to um, ask any questions using the chat facility. Uh, if you're watching this on catch up or listening to it on the podcast, uh, then send me a direct message um, or comment in the thread below and uh, we'll hopefully get around to answering your question as soon as we can. So the role of the marketing manager in 2020 is one of these things which I think probably is quite a burning topic right now. Um, I think for a lot of us working in marketing, there is an opportunity to really start to um, almost sort of pull away from the scenarios and the situations and the challenges that we've had um, sort of in recent years and really kind of extend um, the opportunities that we have available to us and really kind of optimize the um, things that have been presenting to us by really getting a, a real grasp and sort of focus on the things that businesses and organizations are looking for from us um, in this role of marketing manager. Now, it's interesting, actually, when we use the term marketing manager, I mean, in lots of ways, we could actually call this marketing leader um, because the role of, of managing now seems to be becoming less and less relevant, I think, in this world that we're uh, sort of creating commercially, um, also in not-for-profits and in, in the public sector. It is much more about leadership. It's much more about being a marketing leader in 2020 than it is. But I'm calling this the role of the marketing manager because for a lot of you, um, either if you are already in a marketing manager role, um, that will obviously resonate. But also if you're a marketing executive or marketing assistant and looking to move into more of a managerial leadership kind of role in the future, then it's also very useful, of course, to understand the context of this. Now, this particular webinar um, came around um, thanks to uh, Catherine Belcher, who is uh, one of the um, apprentices on this particular program. Um, and she came up with this whole idea about sort of thinking about career development and looking kind of forward. Um, so when we were talking, um, we decided this would be actually quite a useful topic um, to be covering. And as I started to think about kind of answering this question of, you know, the role of the marketing manager looking forward into 2020 and beyond, um, it became really, really obvious to me very, very quickly that there were two kind of key themes um, that successful marketing managers or marketing leaders um, possess and, and kind of really focus on almost to the point of obsession. I mean, the really, really good marketing managers, you know, either do this kind of innately because it's in their DNA or they really focus on developing skills in two very, very specific areas. Um, and this webinar, um, or this podcast, if you're listening to this, um, is going to look at these areas in a little bit of detail so that you can start to kind of figure out for yourself what resonates and what's really going to be important for you. Now, one of the areas um, here that we're looking at is about creating and developing some very specific technical skills. So these are skills, and I'll cover each of these, um, the ones that I think are the most important moving into 2020. Um, the, the technical skills that require, are required of you in this kind of a role. Um, and these are the things that your organization is looking to gain uh, from you in terms of the value that you provide. And then there's also a range of different skills which are very much more at a personal level. And these are very much kind of behavioral um, skills um, and experience and knowledge and, and behaviors that you will exhibit if you're a successful marketing manager moving forward into the future. 
So the role of the marketing manager is very much one that is is changing. It's it's very much one that is is kind of evolving um, and moving forward. Um, and it's something that we need to really sort of get a grasp on this kind of balance between technical skills um, and personal skills. So the first area that I really want to um, sort of be covering uh, with you is this whole idea of technical skills being leading by evidence. So I'm, I'm going to move away from this kind of management style, if you like, or this management perspective of being like, you know, the marketing boss. Um, that is very much old school marketing style. Um, the marketer of the future is going to be a marketing leader who exhibits technical skills leading by evidence. In other words, they are using um, the skills that they have to lead by the capturing and the creation of evidence in everything that they do. So what do we mean by that? Well, this is going to be a whole range of different um, sort of evidence-based skills that will be exhibited by a successful marketing manager. So one of the things that we're going to sort of start with here is this whole idea of evidence based around data analysis. So if you're uh, the kind of marketing leader or the kind of marketing manager who thinks that it's all about being creative, um, you know, coming up with the latest, you know, sort of, you know, really, really well executed campaign um, that just looks, sounds and feels great and just gives you that lovely motivational thing. So you're great at point of sale. You're great at creating catalogs and brochures. You know, your website looks amazing. Your social media is getting loads and loads of traction uh, and you think you're doing a good job. You're really only you know scratching the surface of what's possible so one of the technical behaviors that you really really need to be sort of focusing in on really honing in on is an obsession with data analysis in other words out of all of those things that you do you need to be very very mindful very very aware of the data that all of those things is creating and by data we're looking at this objectively so we're looking at the numbers the financials you know the reporting back of the stuff that's you know really relevant to your organization at the same time as balancing that with some of the more subjective data analysis um, we talk a lot in marketing about sentiment that kind of negative neutral and positive thing in terms of engagement in terms of you know customer feedback in terms of stakeholder relationships and so the analysis of all of those kinds of things so that you have this technical evidence, you have this data driven evidence whenever you're talking to your colleagues, whenever you're talking to as a marketing manager or marketing leader to your team, whenever you're um, projecting this out towards stakeholders who have a vested interest in how your marketing is performing you need to have a very, very clear view as to how you analyze, how you collect, and how you interpret the data that is being created, both digitally and also traditionally within your organization. So to just say, oh, that's somebody else's job, or oh, it's a little bit technical, I don't really understand that. Looking forward into 2020 is simply not good enough. As marketers, we need to have a really strong grasp on data analysis. It's one of those key, key skills from a technical perspective that really positions us strongly. And it isn't then actually about reporting that data back to the organization or back to key stakeholders. It's about reporting intelligence. So the most successful marketing managers 
moving into 2020 are those who take the time to reflect, take the time to think about what the data is telling them. So I love this phrase. And um, if you listen to any of my sort of webinars or podcasts before, you'll know I talk a lot about turning information into intelligence. So successful marketing managers from a technical perspective are not reporting back numbers and data. They're collecting, analyzing, aggregating and interpreting that data and reporting it back to the organization in the form of intelligence. In other words, what does this data mean to us as an organization and how can we respond to it? How can we reduce the risks of getting it wrong and spending lots of time, energy and money in, a, in an inappropriate way? And what else can we do with this data in terms of you know, maximizing the opportunities that it presents to us, scaling up, entering new markets, doing more effective campaigns, you know, introducing new products and services that the data is telling us um, are available to us as opportunities. So really, really successful marketing managers focus on that. They don't report data. They don't report numbers. They report intelligence because, of course, you know, as a consumer of that information or that um, intelligence, it's far, far easy, far, far easier to consume it in a language when it's translated into a form that's, you know, relevant to you. So if somebody just hits you with this wall of numbers or this wall of words and you're sat there thinking, I don't really understand this. You're talking in marketing, speak to me. You're presenting me all these numbers and you expect me to be able to convert that into something that's meaningful. Well, obviously, that's quite lazy marketing. So, you know, really effective marketing happens when that data is then turned into intelligence. So another technical skill, which is really, really important. The marketing manager, successful marketing manager of 2020 is also one who really understands from that intelligence what is valuable to stakeholders. And they talk about the intelligence that they're reporting back to the organization with a passion. And they talk about how that passion um, exhibits itself to delivering against a higher purpose. You know, reactive marketing managers of old, the ones who literally just tick the boxes, the ones who, you know, were just doing their job, as it were, were not the ones who are now the marketing directors, the ones who are on this fast track career progression, proactively moving their organization forward, were the ones who are putting the information into intelligence and then providing stakeholder value. So who are stakeholders? Were there anybody who's got a vested interest in how that marketing that the marketing manager is delivering is actually performing? So it could be your line manager, so the marketing director or higher on into the organization. It could be the fuller management team. They can be your stakeholders. It could be investors. It could be the business owner. You know, you've got to figure out who are my stakeholders as a marketing manager and how can I provide value to them? And of course, each of those is going to have a different perspective on what you do and also actually what marketing is. So it's your responsibility as an effective marketing manager in 2020 and beyond to use the, the higher purpose of the organization, how that kind of figures and plays in line with the vision and the mission that the organization has, and then passionately generating, you know, more and more technical evidence that shows how the marketing is providing value to the stakeholders to deliver against this higher level set of objectives and goals and vision that the organization has. 
It's no longer just good enough to hit sales revenue targets. It's no longer just to make campaigns look great. It's no longer just to attend to those vanity metrics. You know, we had X number of people come to our website. That's no longer good enough. Hey, we've got this number of followers in social media. That is no longer good enough. It's all about now stakeholder value. So the effective marketing manager understands the kind of little nuances and the little details that those stakeholders have when they view marketing activity. So it's the responsibility and the accountability of a successful marketing manager to provide value back to those stakeholders. And that really is vitally important in the whole way that we communicate, you know, from a technical skills perspective. And of course, that leads on to um, an obsession, and it really is an obsession with ROI, the return on investment. Any marketing manager who thinks they're doing a good job without playing back against the return on investment of those resources that they've been given, the people, the budget, the time that they have actually spent, you know, on behalf of the organization, if they're not reporting back, how they've delivered a return and of course you have to as an organization define what you mean by return but it's some kind of value back against that investment if you are as a marketing manager are not obsessed with that particular you know point um, in the whole kind of journey of doing marketing then there is work to be done the most successful marketing managers and of course indeed marketing directors are those who are absolutely obsessed about technically the return on investment of everything that they do so that is their staff and their team's allocation of time it is spending budget appropriately so prioritizing where that budget is going to be going and then providing value and return from that budget spend because of course all of these things could be diverted elsewhere so successful marketing managers the ones who are really making great inroads into this whole thing of actually putting marketing on the top table putting marketing into the management team putting marketing up at a board level are the ones who are constantly talking about and constantly obsessing about roi if you're not and you think it is about still coloring in making things look great responsibility for the website and social media then you are literally as we say scratching the surface of the value that you could be adding now of course as you start to think about you know career development moving into a managerial or leadership role in marketing this in itself can be a great place to start because if you're starting to add value already um, in terms of feeding roi in, in from the activities that you are maybe doing at a more tactical level you're starting to create some really great habits and of course this is about habit formation from a technical sense and of course it's also about sort of the integration of, of kind of everything that we do it's a very much about integrating with, with other parts of the organization so successful Marketing managers and marketing leaders going forward are those who really understand all of the touch points in the organization that can both help them how, in how they're actually performing um, from a technical and sort of data driven ROI value to stakeholders perspective. And of course, one of the key touch points here is with a sales force. So if you're in a commercial organization, that link between marketing and sales can be the make or break of how effective your marketing performance comes out in the end.
So actually forging relationships with sales management, with a sales director, with the sales team themselves can provide this lovely two-way flow of content and information. So you feel as though you're supporting sales. They feel as though they're supporting you. They're providing customer feedback and requirements from the marketplace because, of course, they're out there doing what they do. So they have this lovely opportunity to be really listening to the market and feeding constantly information back. And at the same time, you know where the priorities are. Maybe you're focusing on a particular sector because you're trying to grow it. Maybe you're looking to break into a new market with a new product or service. And so your sales force are getting targeted in that area. Well, then it's about alignment of that sales activity with the marketing focus that you do. No point in do a cam doing a campaign that's pointing in an easterly direction if your sales force are pointing in a westerly direction. So constantly integrating your activities, having regular meetings, regular updates, and of course, ultimately, the ideal scenario here is that you're focused on collective goals. So you're delivering to the same goals because then you're gonna start talking the same language, you're gonna start prioritizing the same way, and you start emphasizing and focusing all of your day-to-day -day activities in, in a consistent direction. And of course, the role of the marketing leader, the marketing manager, is to facilitate those discussions and those engagements. Sales constantly are going to be focused on delivering against targets. It's marketing's responsibility to be supporting that at the same time as growing, you know, the awareness in a particular market, seeing the length of that customer journey and kind of facilitating all of those kinds of relationships, measuring the outcomes and the outputs in line with a sales team. So it's vitally important that the successful marketing leader you know, creates an environment into which they can integrate with not only sales, but customer support, production, delivery, logistics, operations, HR, finance, all of the other parts of the organization, but often starting in a commercial sense with the sales force is often a very good place to begin. So as we can see, leading by evidence, evidence from a technical perspective that you're adding value, leading by evidence from the ROI perspective, leading by evidence from this reporting of intelligence back into the, um, the organisation. It's not just, just about information and numbers, it's about leading to um, maximise and optimise the opportunities that are being presented to you at the same time as minimising risk of kind of wastage of the resources you have available. So from a technical perspective, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of stuff to be juggling. So the most successful marketing managers are those who create in their calendars and diaries reflection time. They're not just constantly delivering. They're taking time and energy taking time out of the business to reflect and plan and strategize, maybe with others, sometimes by themselves, so that consistently and constantly, they've always got control um, and the ability to be able to kind of shape how things are moving forward. So they're leading by evidence so that it provides a lot of confidence from all parts of the organization and through all stakeholders. Now, of course, with confidence comes some kind of sort of behavior. You know, a lot of the stuff that we've talk, been talking about from a technical perspective has to actually be demonstrated through the behaviors that the most successful marketing managers are actually exhibiting. So here, um, okay, if we're leading by evidence from a technical perspective, here when we look at the development of, you know, very specific personal skills, we're talking about leading by example. 
So this isn't about, you know, sort of specific kind of behavioral traits. There are lots of different ways you can be a much successful marketing manager or marketing leader. This is much more about the consistency of your behavior so that it inspires confidence in people you know you might not be the kind of marketing manager who's you know waving the flag and you know totally extroverted and doing the big team thing you might be a little more quiet introverted and reflective in your style um, consequently you know you might be very much coming from another role so you have a different perspective on marketing management it doesn't really matter um, which angle you're coming from or what your preferences are leading by example by confident delivery of a consistent behavior set is the way to move this thing forward and of course a lot of that comes from the way that we present and influence others so this can apply obviously at a, um, a personal level so on a one-to-one -one basis when you're talking to either your team or your line manager or others in the organization but it can also come and often we see this from a marketing management perspective often come when you are standing up in front of a larger organ um, audience so you might be presenting to the whole organization you might be presenting to a, um, a room full of customers you might be presenting to your um, resellers in your distribution channels if you're a commercial organization selling product and service you might even be talking at an industry event um, because you know because of the, the brand that you have it's um, got so much credibility that everybody um, in the industry wants to listen to you it doesn't matter whether this is a small audience or a large audience presenting and influencing and having confidence delivery skills of the way that you project your message the confidence of the value that you bring irrespective of the style of presentation that you have as we say you know some people are more considered more calm more collected other people love the dynamism they love the energy of the presentation it doesn't matter where you are on that spectrum it's all about the confident delivery of consistent messages through every time you deliver one-to-one -one and also in a larger sense so that is certainly a skill that is very, very well worth honing. Um, and, and you never stop learning this skill. Um, constantly refining and playing and fine tuning with the way that you deliver your messages, both to small and larger audiences, um, is really, really key, key skill um, in terms of behaviours that marketing managers exhibit. Another key behavior as well is how you respond in reactive situations. If you're the kind of person who um, really, really prefers to have all of the evidence there in front of you um, so that you can't almost sort of think on your feet, then this is something that it is well worth practicing. A lot of the time in marketing, we are presented with you know, tactical opportunities that we have to consider very much in the moment. Should we go down this direction? Should we make this decision to go in this particular um, sort of sector or in this particular direction? You know, if I'm having to weigh up A versus B or X versus Y, often we have to be presenting back evidence-based you know, arguments and reactions to instant um, questions that are presented to us. Now, that might not be our personal preference. If I'm talking sort of personally here, I much prefer a more reflective approach. I'm not necessarily personally at my strongest when I'm presented with a challenge without the opportunity to, to prepare in advance. But I've learned skills to be able to do that by just taking a little moment's breather, even if it is just a second or two just to collect my thoughts and to almost open up that channel for response and I've kind of taught myself how to do that 
So even if some of these things are not your preferred behaviors, they are behaviors of successful marketing managers. And often this happens when you're talking to, say, for example, a, a sales manager who you know, has a lot of kind of numbers and, and, and facts and evidence you know, at their disposal because they are with customers and they'll come back and they'll challenge something that you might have done from a marketing perspective. And you have to be able to think on your feet. So practicing this maybe in a slightly more uh, sort of friendly environment, maybe as a marketing team, start to challenge each other and see how you can react and sort of you know, gather the right kinds of behaviors to respond. It's a really important way of behaving. So what we're doing here is we're kind of almost moving beyond the choreographed um, or choreographed um, sort of behaviors of, you know, pre-planned, well-trained, well-rehearsed behaviors. We're looking here to be able to respond almost in real time if challenged. So the behaviors that you could learn here, maybe go on a, um, a media training course so that, you know, if, if presented with um, having to do a big sort of press conference, for example, you know, where you get conference uh, sort of questions coming at you from all different angles, all different subjects. The ability to respond in real time is a really, really key skill that you need to learn. So figure out some ways that will be relevant for you and the audiences that you um, sort of share with. And of course, that leads us on to sort of another thing, which is very much it is about listening. And even if you're doing this in real time, even if you're feeling like you have to respond very quickly to um, an answer or to give an answer very, very quickly to a question, it is very much the marketing manager's role to very much be listening as much as they are promoting. I think a lot of people and particularly those outside of marketing, just assume that the marketing role is very much one that is all about, you know, outward delivery of things. But a key skill, a key behavioral um, trait of a really effective marketing manager is the ability to listen. And this is listening at a deep level. This isn't surface listening. This is proper, innate listening behavior. In other words, it's you know, listening without distraction. It's not being, hey, I'm on my phone. I'm answering this email whilst I've got one ear to um, answering the question that you're asking me. This is complete and utter focus on the questions that are being presented presented to you. And of course, if you have that one train of thought, that one track that you're focused on, it's far better to come back with a quality answer. Now, of course, this isn't rocket science, but so few of us have practiced these behaviors. And the most successful marketing managers, those ones who are going to be moving into, you know, more senior directorship kind of roles in the future, are those who have really honed the skill of listening. Because with the skill of listening comes the opportunity to then translate your answer in a language or in a style or in a tone of voice that's meaningful for the person who's asked you that question. Because if you just replay it from your perspective, you're not necessarily giving them the value that they've asked for. So listening is a key skill as much as important um, as the kind of the promotional, the outward going skills that we um, are expected to be delivering um, from a marketing perspective. And of course, all of this, I guess we can sort of wrap up into this whole thing about being very kind of outcomes focused. One of the things that, um, you know, from a behavioral trait in the personal skills development of marketing managers and moving into marketing directorship are those who are very, very focused on the outcomes. Yes, they need to understand, as we saw with the technical skills, they need to understand the, the kind of little um, sort of, you know, granular levels of detail of the data and interpret that 
but it's not to get them too caught up in that level of detail. What they're able to also do is to step up and away from what they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis and be focused on that bigger picture. So we can call it you know, the umbrella view, the helicopter view. It is all about actually looking at the, the likely outcomes, forecasting forward how things are going to play out, looking at you know, the likelihood of a trend manifesting in the future. And it's very much about looking at you know, possible outcomes and almost to the point where you can say, look, if, if we actually project forward, we look at that outcome and then maybe then reverse engineer all of our activities from that distant point, does that also give us the, 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 the more likelihood that we will actually achieve those outcomes at the end of the activity that we're doing? And the answer probably is yes. So rather than just getting caught up in the day-to-day, -day, and of course, as marketing executives, marketing assistants, that is almost an expected tactical thing that we do. Can you please just deliver this? Can you please just do that? Is often, you know, very much the sort of the flavor of, of that kind of a role. But the marketing manager's role is very much to be looking at that and taking an overview very much on how will this thing play out. So if as an executive or assistant, you can just take a few moments out of that day to day role. Remember, it's the ROI. Remember, it's the value add. Remember, it's all those different stakeholders and start to look at the likely outcomes and provide intelligence and provide behaviors that support a positive outcome at the end of that journey or the end of that campaign or the end of that launch, then I think you're going to be in a much better position to really figure out what are the most appropriate personal skills and behaviours to be presenting forward to the business. And of course, that also, also gets wrapped up in to be doing this in a way that doesn't almost become a formula. I mean, if you were to take all the things that I'm covering here and say, OK, I'll tick that box and I'll tick this box and I'll move out of my comfort zone and I'll do it like this. You might find that actually what you're doing is you're kind of stretching yourself beyond a point that's comfortable. Now, to one hand, that is actually a real positive thing because we can only grow if we start to move ourselves gradually and consistently outside of that comfort zone. So challenging ourselves on a day to day basis, maybe things that in the past we would have said no to, maybe just giving an opportunity to say yes to, to see how it turns out, to see how things sort of play out. Um, and if they're new things to us, new skills that we can practice, that's a great thing. But of course, all of that needs to be done authentically. It needs to be done in a way that actually we're going to enjoy. There's no point in stretching this move from a marketing sort of junior kind of role up to a marketing senior kind of role if it's pushing us beyond us being authentic individuals. One, because we're not going to enjoy it. And two, really importantly, all of the stakeholders are going to see through this. So part of the kind of personal development here in terms of the skills of a marketing manager is to think about your own personal brand. Actually, how do you convey who you are as a person? Okay, there's those technical skills that we have to exhibit in that kind of a role. But there's also these behaviours, you know, do I feel comfortable moving into a role? Can I shape a role that actually, you know, does reflect who I am? And actually really understanding who you are as a person and maybe some of the things that are outside of the kind of day-to-day -day job that you think, actually, these are valuable things that I can bring in. 
Um, just when I, if I sort of reflect on this particular sort of point for myself, um, you know, I always consider because I, I really, really am um, one of the most probably one of the most introverted um, sort of marketers on the planet. Whilst I can stand up in front of thousands of people and actually give a presentation, whilst I can do webinars to however many people want to watch and listen, um, at the end of it, I do like to take time to just be by myself and just to reflect um, on kind of either how things went or to just spend a little bit of kind of sort of self time. Um, whereas an extrovert is going to be somebody who's going to really kind of sort of embrace that and say, okay, where's my next engagement? Where's the next meeting? Whereas an introvert in terms of their own personal brand is going to be doing it in a slightly different way. Now, depending on where you are again on that spectrum, you've got to feel quite comfortable with how your personal brand kind of plays out. There is no point in trying to force yourself here to be somebody or something you're not. But what you can do, as I've proven to myself, is you can be you know, a successful and happy marketing person, even though you don't necessarily exhibit the same kinds of behaviors that the average kind of marketer might do. So as an introvert, I've seen that play out sort of in my own career. So I know that can be done. But what I've needed to do is kind of figure out, well, what are the values that I bring as an introverted person into this kind of marketing role? Well, one of the big things is about listening. So I, I do sort of consider myself probably a better listener than I am actual speaker. Um, am I an ideas and creative person? Not really, but I am very much an alchemist. So I can see people bringing two or three ideas together and I can just innately see the end result if we combine these things in a certain way. So whilst I might not be the person who comes up with the original ideas, I'm certainly the person who can make original ideas into something that actually works. So it's about playing to those personal brand skills that you have and then projecting those in all the behaviors that you do, being consistent with yourself and being confident in the things that you have that add value to those behaviors that can form a role that is actually you as well. So it's really important to be doing that. And then as you project your personal brand, which you could also say is actually your reputation, you're actually creating a personal brand, i.e. the you that the world sees both digitally, but also face to face and in presentations and in the workplace. You know, it is the real you that's adding value to those stakeholders, but that's also consistent with who you want to be going forward. So spending time figuring out those things is really, really important thing to do. And of course, what that does allow you to do then is to lead by example. So you're not trying to necessarily fix things that you're not strong at because you can bring somebody else in to do those things. What you're doing is you're optimizing the value that you add. And the most successful marketers right here, right now, I'm going into 2020, are those who lead by the example of really positive, really sort of forward thinking really sort of technically competent behaviors that address the values that they know they can bring to the party. So they're not trying to be something they're not. They're just confidently doing every day the things that they know they're good at to the best of their abilities. And people will gravitate to that. You know, the law of attraction says, you know, you will get what you give. And so if you do this, you will get similar behaviors reflected back to you. So you can both enjoy the role that you're um, conveying and the role that you're providing, but also attract you uh, around you, sort of colleagues and peers who will actually fill in those gaps and, you know, sort of, you know, 
plug those holes that um, are things that maybe you don't enjoy doing so much or maybe that you're not quite so competent uh, in doing and they potentially are. So by leading by example, by doing all of these behaviors authentically and constantly and consistently having a personal development plan that attends to all of these things is almost certainly the best way in the future to be creating that lovely balance between technical skills and personal skills. Because for a lot of us, that it is that balance that allows us then to lead by evidence and lead by example. And so going into 2020, if you're looking to um, sort of you know, move into a new role in marketing, and of course, this does apply to other industries as well, other sectors as well. So it isn't just about marketing, but I think a lot of the, um, the changes that are happening in marketing shows that, you know, there's a lot more demonstrated evidence of this you know, being really relevant to a marketing manager's role. So if you're looking to do this, these will be the two areas that I'd really suggest you focus on. Lead by evidence through the technical skills that you're um, constantly uh, sort of fueling and improving on. And then think about those personal skills, leading by example through being really authentic, understanding the value that you bring because of your personal style and those behaviors, the influencing, the listening, the presentation skills. And if you can match those two things together, almost sort of using these things as a bit of a checklist, figuring out where you are now and creating a personal development plan that shows where you want to be maybe by the end of 2020. So you can see little incremental improvements in all of those things, no matter where you are on the career ladder from marketing assistant through to senior marketing director, you know, all of these things still apply and you never stop learning. That's the beauty of a marketing role is that this is an opportunity for literally lifelong learning. So I'd encourage you to embrace a lot of this thinking, a lot of these things and um, yeah, good luck um, sort of in um, you know, making those little incremental improvements as you go. So I'd like to kind of open this up to uh, some, some questions. And I've noticed that uh, there's a few questions that have come through already. So I'll, I'll sort of uh, get onto these. Um, and hopefully these will provide a little bit more sort of detail in this Q&A um, in terms of you know, the practicality of doing some of this stuff. Um, so the first question I've had is, um, I want to specialise in digital marketing management. Will the same rules apply? Um, love that question. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think this is anything different from a, a more sort of generic uh, marketing role. You could say that this is a market research thing. This could be in product development, it could be in internal communications. Um, I think all of these things are really, really super important. It is all about evidence base, you know, no matter what role you're doing in marketing. Um, so if you're looking to specialize in, you know, particularly digital, where obviously there's a huge amount of information into intelligence potential. Um, and I think, you know, as well, when we talked about the personal brand thing, um, I think, you know, obviously digital has, you know, a huge part to play there because it's your responsibility to be looking at the almost like the personal brand of the organization as much as your own. So, yeah, totally. Same rules apply. So think about, you know, from a technical skills and personal skills perspective, you know, it's really, really important. Um, as a marketing executive, what's the first thing I should focus on? Okay, well, I'm assuming with that question that you are looking to potentially get into a marketing uh, management role. So if you're currently looking to kind of upskill, um, I would suggest probably it is in that personal brand area that we were talking about so yeah whilst yes obviously the technical skills you're going to need to upskill in that and that applies as we say to, to everybody no matter where you are in the journey I think certainly if you're at a marketing exec role 
creating a personal brand. Um, I've, I've been sort of talking to my daughters actually, um, who've just recently graduated. And one of the things I've been sort of, you know, emphasizing to them every time we talk is this whole thing about having a really clear personal portfolio online. Um, they're currently sort of doing a few uh, sort of various uh, sort of roles and jobs and things, trying to sort of forge, uh, you know, the first steps in their career. Um, and it, it's, you know, a beautiful situation that we face at the moment with this whole kind of personal brand reputation thing is that, you know, you are the controller of the destiny of that. Because, you know, as you do little tasks, little sort of sub projects, just, you know, it could even be sort of personal stuff that you get involved in. It doesn't have to actually be very specifically career stuff. You know, these things should be reflected in your personal brand. So, you know, I should be able to look online, find you easily. I should be able to see images, video, audio, you know, comments, blogs. I should be able to see examples of your work. I should be able to kind of really see the kind of person that you are. Um, not only as a recruiter, but also as a, as a colleague and a peer, because again, if we're leading by example, having, you know, a really good digital footprint as an individual, you know, that's really where you need to be focusing. So as a marketing exec, um, it's about kind of aligning that personal footprint with the footprint of the organization that you also represent. Um, places to be doing that right now, I would say certainly Instagram, but definitely, definitely in LinkedIn. You know, for me, those are the big two from this kind of personal brand digital footprint thing. Um, they're the ones where you're going to really be able to tell that story. Um, and I think also really focusing on um, almost as a, because obviously there could be a thousand things you want to put into that, to that portfolio that you're creating. So, you know, to answer this question really specifically, focus in on where you believe you're, the most value that you add comes from. So if it is that, you know, you can help get organizations um, traction in social media then show examples of exactly that show where you're adding the best value that you do as a person don't worry about what your colleagues are doing don't worry about what you think it says in marketing week or on you know other um, sort of you know websites and stuff where they say well this is the role of the marketing executive order you know you do your thing you've got the checklist now of the things in terms of technical skills and personal skills but figure out where the most value that you bring. And it could be the things that you enjoy the most, or it could be the things that you have identified as being, you know, the most important things because nobody else is providing them. But I think that's really where as a marketing exec, you should focus on first. Make sure your personal brand is up to absolutely world-class because the opportunities from there will start to manifest. If you haven't done that and you haven't got that, you're not even in the game. So yeah, as a marketing exec, that's where you need to start. Uh, next question was, how would I remember to do all of this? Um, well, that's an interesting one, actually, because, yeah, there's, there's quite a few things. And we've got about a dozen things that I've suggested here. And I think, you know, certainly thinking about those things step by step, maybe taking a little bit of time out over an evening or weekend. I just go for a walk or go to the beach or something. Just kind of think about where you are right now with this stuff. But I think in terms of remembering it, it's about kind of building and then starting to practice some daily habits with this. Um, you know, it's all very well doing planning. And I've seen over my career, lots of organizations who kind of do that one hit of, of planning and then they sort of get back to doing what they've always done. Um, and they certainly forget they've got a plan. I mean, this is your personal plan. This is, this is your personal development approach as, as a marketer. So it is about kind of figuring out where you have the value, as we've just said. Um, but it's also about, you know, how are you going to practice this on a daily basis? So, you know, where are the 
priorities? You know, where's the most value you can add? Where are you most comfortable? What are you enjoying the most? Where do you think you could get to? And then figuring out what these little daily habits might be. And, you know, keep a notebook, keep something on your computer or on your phone. Um, if you like the sort of physical notebook, just make sort of notes in a little journal. Um, it's a great way of actually keeping that sort of personal development plan live um, and so that things don't gather dust. So whilst you might do this initially as a one-off exercise, figure out a way of always having it with you. Um, I've actually got it um, on my uh, Mac as a, as a desktop. Um, so not on my main sort of day-to-day -day desktop, but when I sort of scroll across to other uh, sort of desktops that I've got um, sort of on my computer, um, I can see it there. It's just saved as an image. So I've got some little mantras, some little daily habits, little daily reminders of things that I need to do every day at some point to just keep me on that sort of straight path. Because it's very easy if you don't build these habits to forget about this stuff. So I think that's the best way of remembering it. And this question is, I can't always get the data I need, question mark. Okay, so I'm assuming that's back to the, uh, the technical skills bit. Um, so I would say that if you can't get the data that you need, and I, I'm assuming this is um, really kind of talking and asking for data from others in the organization. So I would suggest probably there, it's starting to figure out what's in it for the other person. So if you're having to go to, for example, finance and sales, I think I'm picking up the way that you've asked the question. So if, if you're picking up, um, or you need to pick up sort of information and intelligence and data from say finance or sales, it's about, I think, going to them with kind of what's in it for them message. So rather than saying, I need, you give me it's about saying look I, I need this information but what I'm going to be able to do for you in return is kind of interpret this information and give you some more help with x y or z so it's kind of almost sort of trying to figure out well what would be a nice kind of win-win outcome for the both of you and then start to use these new kind of influencing and presentation skills that you're going to be practicing as part of your daily habits to kind of figure out you know again how to present the what's in it for them but i think if you can come at this from a, a mutually beneficial outcome i think that's the way to go about it if you're just asking people for stuff um, they think then it's all about you um, and they're much more likely to then prioritize that lower down the list because they're going to be busy you know you're busy they're busy so i think if you can almost rise it up their priority list by showing that it's going to give them a good outcome too to engage with you then i think that's probably a good way of doing it uh, next question was i'm too busy to spend time on a personal brand question mark well, I think, um, yeah, okay. Uh, I think my uh, sort of answer to that one is you aren't, okay? Um, for me, it's the most important thing, whether you are aiming to do, um, you know, a marketing role where you're going to become a consultant or an advisor in the future, whether you're working for an organization and this is your career, um, and no matter whether you're inside or outside agency or client side, I don't think that there's anything that could say that you're too busy to spend time on a personal brand. Most of what you can create is in the palm of your hand because most of what you can create in terms of words, audio, video, pictures, are created by the smartphone phone that you actually have in the palm of your hand right now. So it's about figuring out, I mean, you can Google, you know, how to repurpose content. And I would say that that's probably the biggest skill in terms of, you know, creating this personal brand that you can do right here, right now. So if you can repurpose content so that if you just take a little snapshot 
of um, you in the office? Okay, how can you repurpose that? Well, could it be, you know, um, sort of overlaid with a quote, for example? Could you actually then create a short little mini micro blog out of that particular um, sort of photo? Is there a story or a backstory that relates to, you know, could you talk? Talk around it, so use the voice memo facility on your phone to just talk around that image. You know, there's a hundred and one different ways that you can create content from one piece of material or one little asset. So do a Google search for repurposing content, and then you'll find a way then, and again, start to build daily habits for how you get the most important thing done, which I think is actually, you know, that you'll never be too busy to um, be spending time on creating your own personal brand. This is going to be an investment for the future. So it's your reputation, and it goes before you, you know, into meetings, it goes before you into presentations, it goes before you when you're talking to a particular customer, if you go out with the same team you know your reputation is there and to create a really strong digital footprint that is your reputation so yeah find the time I don't think you can ever be too busy and uh, one last question here then is I'm still nervous when presenting what can I do um, well, I guess, and when I showed the uh, the image as the backdrop for that, um, you know, presenting and uh, influencing slide, um, it was an image of a very, very large conference. And I guess for a lot of people, standing up in front of an audience of hundreds is one of probably one of the most daunting things you can do um, as a marketer. So, I mean, I would suggest probably that practice is pretty much the only way that you're going to be able to do this. And if it is a once a year kind of thing at the annual sort of organizations conference or you know you're just invited to do this up on a very infrequent basis then I would suggest probably just doing this practice on screen so the first thing I would suggest really um, and, and you've got to put pressure on yourself this isn't something you want to just do in isolation in a little uh, sort of kind of room with four walls and nobody listening so I would suggest that you set up a YouTube channel and I would suggest that you start to record um, videos for it and you start to record yourself presenting. I mean, one, it's going to get you the opportunity of sort of thinking about an audience and actually delivering a conversation to them. Um, but two, it allows you to watch yourself back and then fine tune any of those annoying little things that you say, oh, my gosh, look. I, I keep doing that or I keep blinking or I keep having these hand sort of movements which are really quite distracting. So it allows you to fine tune at that level. But then I would say is actually the biggest test is when you feel just about confident enough and you don't have to wait until you're super confident because that will never happen. Okay, so you do it when you're just about confident that you fine tuned it enough, then you start doing your YouTube live. So you actually go live to the world because that's going to be the biggest um, learning curve that you're going to be on in terms of a presenter. Because then in theory, when you look at the screen, or when you look at your camera, you are presenting to the world. Because, of course, then when you do it to a smaller conference or a smaller room or a team meeting or anything like that, then in relative terms, it's easy. So it is about creating these habits and creating these behaviours, but it really understanding how you look from the customer or from the audience's perspective. So, yeah, I get it. You know, we've all been there nervous when presenting, but I think the more you can practice this, do it gently to start with and get to know how you look and sound and then start to really push the boundaries. Get it up to the point of doing, you know, doing a live broadcast or a live um, presentation. It doesn't really matter if there aren't too many people watching. That's not the point. It's the fact you're doing it live to the Internet. That's going to be enough to really kind of stretch that boundary.
So those are the questions that we've had uh, time for. If you do have any other questions um, that you're thinking of or any after, and again, if you're watching on catch up, use the thread below to uh, ask those questions and we will hopefully uh, get some answers to you. So I hope you found this, uh, this webinar helpful and interesting. Uh, so go away now if you can and find a little bit of time just to reflect on those technical skills and those personal skills. Think about from the technical skills side of things, it's leading by evidence. What evidence of value do I need to be gathering and how am I going to present that back? And then from a personal skills perspective, can I lead by example by creating daily habits of the great behaviours of the way that I want to project and uh, present myself? Remember, this is all about authentic marketing management into 2020 and beyond. So, you know, enjoy that journey and enjoy that learning experience. And no matter where you are, whether you're already a marketing manager or whether you're an executive or assistant, this is about personal growth. So kind of project forward into the future, figure out where you want to take this thing and then start to develop the skills technically and personally to get you there. It's a really exciting journey. And I've got no doubt that if you follow some of these things, you're going to get a very, very successful career into the future.